0: Welcome to episode 96, 96 of the Galen Trombley Show, and I have Molly Ryan here, and I've known Molly, I think, probably over a decade now. At least, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I,
1: I've known you since you were smaller, but... And, and I, I
0: t- every time I tell people about you, I'm like, well, Molly used to work here before I was involved, like, <laughs> so you were... I. I don't even know when, probably mid-2000s? Uh,
1: y- yeah, yeah, because I was just out of college, so it would be 2006. Which is yep.
0: crazy, and this is nothing against you, but I just always thought when I was a little kid, like people that worked like in real estate were just these old people. Mm-hmm. And then you were probably in your mid-20s, if not oh, like, yeah, yeah, early, early 20s, 20s, yeah. Which you were like a baby in the real estate industry. Exactly. So... Um, So, Molly, for people who do not not know you, give us a little background on yourself, what you do currently, um, kind of all the roles that you do in life.
1: Sure. So, um, I have two jobs. Uh, I am the chief of staff for our New York State Assemblyman, Billy Jones, um, which you would think would be a full-time job in and of itself, which it is, and I really enjoy doing. But uh, I'm also a travel advisor with Litterini Travel. Um, and I'm also a mom and wife and, um, involved in our community as much as possible. So,
0: so the, the question I always have, and I know this now being a parent, and again, I'm saying this as a father of two kids, not a mother of two kids. <laughs> how, how, how do you manage everything in a day?
1: Um, you know, it takes, first of all, it takes a really good support system. Um, I have a wonderful husband, a wonderful, um, family, my mom, my dad um, have always been very supportive, and uh, an extended family. And so, you know, we're we're very fortunate because it, it, you know, the saying that it takes a village may sound cliche, but it really does. Um, but having a great support system and a good work environment has made you know all the difference. And,
0: and for. You kind of can set your own schedule, right? I'm sure the travel, um like being part of the travel, you could probably set your own schedule. You know, and- a lot
1: like real estate, yeah. you know, you're kind of always on call. But at the same time, you know, I can sit and, and do things at nine o'clock at night. Um, Note, you know, with with my other job, too, even though there's there's things that happen during the day. You know, there are, you know, last night I was working on social media plans. So for both. So, you know, it's you know, you can, you can set your own schedule.
0: So now when you came, so you went to college, um, I think I looked from St. Lawrence. Yes. Um, so SLU graduate here. And, uh, so from there, obviously you came back. Did you, were you ever involved in anything? It was like real estate, your first thing out of college. And then you kind of went into (sighs) other jobs. Yeah.
1: So when I graduated college, it was, um, it was right before, uh, The and um, what right before the economy crashed really recession? yeah absolutely yeah. um so you know I I got out of college um, at the time my husband was finishing up um, nursing school so we were um you know we were never going to live in the north country so we were it was just going to be did very you be, did temporary you meet him at no Eric and I went to high school together oh, okay so okay. and he went to Clarkson and I went to Saint Lawrence and um you know we we were definitely not sticking around here so we were just biding our time till he was finished nursing school. And And like so many people that end up living in the North Country um, who grew up here, you realize what an amazing place it is to live. So, um, you know, I was just trying to find some temporary sort of jobs. (laughs) I did a lot of different things for the first year. um, But ended up, um, I got a temp job at a law firm and was working on a lot of real estate cases um, as as an assistant. And I thought, well, maybe this is something... I should give a try at, and um, I interviewed at Kavanaugh Realty and got my license, and that's, and I, I, when I got into real estate, it was great there, you know, the real estate, it, it was popping, and then, like, my first two, couple of sales were so easy, I'm like, this is amazing, and then the, then the real estate market crashed, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but I really, I mean, I spent, uh, I think almost three years at Kavanaugh Realty, and that's, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, um, so, are you someone that can sit, like, do you like having just kind of a crazy day today? Because that's me. I can't sit behind a desk. Like I, I was working here, but I've already been out to see people today. I'm back back here. I'm doing yeah. this. I have something after this, and it's
1: yeah. I mean, I I'm not somebody who generally likes to sit idle. I mean, I do enjoy downtime, but you know, having having a busier day is certainly more my style. <laughs> like you sure. thrive on the craziness. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So work best under pressure always.
0: Yeah, and and so being. I guess how did you get into both? So let's talk travel first. How did you get into the travel industry?
1: Um, well, so that's a you know a newer story, obviously. But I've always been somebody, obviously, that has loved sales. Um, when you know I was young and and had my real estate job, it, it just came to a point where working on commission wasn't making sense for my family at the time. But I loved sales. Um, so I needed something that had a little bit more stable income, mm-hmm. which is why I left, um, for, uh, at the time I had left for my, my job with the Congressman, but that's a totally other, I guess, story. Um, but sales has always been something that I've really enjoyed. Um, and you know, I've, I've dabbled in, you know, independent consultant things like, you know, pampered chef or wine sales things, you know, home party types of things, um, with the job that I, the, you know, as my job as chief of staff, um, I needed something that allowed a little more flexibility, but still allowed me to explore my creativity in the sales market. So um, that, and I love to travel. So I should also say like, I have always loved to travel. I've been to, um, Ireland three times. Um, I have been to, you know, uh, lots of, lots of places. across. you guys are like
0: Disney fanatics, right? So yes.
1: So that's so. how we came. That's how I came to Literary Travel was, um, we are, we are, you know, I love traveling the globe, but if I could go anywhere, it would definitely be Disney World. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, so and Literary and Travel specialized in Disney and, um, Disney destinations and, I saw online that actually um, somebody locally was working for them, and I um, reached out, asked her how that happened, and I had an interview with the agency owner, Mandy and Roger Linarini, and um, they are, you know, very accommodating, and they are very willing to share their expertise. Um, because Just because I have learned being a travel advisor – um, probably a, a lot like, you know, when you're doing real estate, you can love houses, but that doesn't mean you're really equipped to sell mm-hmm. them. So just cause you love Disney doesn't necessarily mean you can sell it. But fortunately with my sales background, um, that was really helpful. And, um, not everybody likes to travel the way I like to travel. And so <laughs> that's been a learning experience and doing the best things I can for my clients to mm-hmm. make sure they have the best experience for them.
0: So, um, wh- how, how much have you been to Disney? How many times have you been to Disney? Oh my gosh.
1: I forgot. I lost track, but I the last at least like
0: you've been you've been going since you were a little girl. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. I, I went only like three or four times when I was a kid. Since I've been I've been an adult, I've gone at least every year that I've been married, and I've been married for fifteen years. Really? You so- go every year? Y- well, not this year. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. Most. Of it. So.
0: So this is. You're not the first adult. Well, now you have kids now, but like I know adults that just go, and I'm like, oh, that's, so,
1: see, that's the thing that people don't realize. There's this whole other world in Disney that is just meant for adults. Like, if I could leave my kid, in fact, I have left my kids, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I went to Disneyland last year actually without my kids. California, um, yes, okay, yeah. And uh, there's a whole world out there for just adults. Like, bringing the kids are great, but. And I and I love seeing Disney through the eyes of my children. That is an uh, uh, that is also a magical experience. Yeah. But let me tell you when I say that drinking around the world in Epcot is a real thing and it is a challenge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the the uh, so full disclosure, I've never been to Disney.
1: Oh, well, Disney we can world. change that. I, so well,
0: this is the thing. So my wife went as a kid and is like a fanatic. Like not mm-hmm. I say fanatic. Like she doesn't go. She hasn't been since she was a kid, but she wants to go. Yeah. She tells me, and I'm like, honestly, I could care less if I ever go to Disney. This is—I know this probably like breaks yep, your heart. Yep. I'm just one of those no, people. I'm like, I—but I don't know anything about Disney mm-hmm. except, like, my thought about Disney is like, I get it. It's the characters and stuff, and I grew up watching the movies, and um, but it's like I'm not a big like theme park, sit out in the sun, mm-hmm. wait in line, mm-hmm. and that's always the stuff that I... Like, that's not relaxing for me for sure. vacation yeah and would i go with my kids and my wife a hundred percent but like me personally now Ren, i've never been mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm saying this all yep. hypothetically but my the thing is my children as we just talked about before we got on are, are very young so mm-hmm. like i i don't want to go into like what's the appropriate age that you would say kids should go where i i don't want them to go and like not know mm-hmm. what's going on or not like to go now would be useless with the kids. Cause like they, would. I mean, they could go to the park and have just as much fun.
1: Yeah. You, you, so this is something I hear all the time mm-hmm. in the travel industry, right? Like what is the right age to bring my kids to Disney world? Um, and, and I, you know, here's the thing. Time is money. And I never think that you should waste your time standing in a 60 minute line. Like mm-hmm. for me, when I go to Disney, if it's going to be more than 20 minutes, I'm out. So, and there there and so that's why it's important to use a travel advisor cuz we can give you all these types of um the
0: fast passes and stuff. Well, yeah, well then, they, they but it? you know,
1: here's the thing. Like this and I used to do Disney that way too, to be perfectly honest. I was like, we got to go, got to pack as much in. Once I became a travel advisor, that became a little different and because you are on vacation, And Disney's not necessarily a cheap vacation. Can you do it on a budget? Absolutely. You can also easily drop $20,000 going to Disney World. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it can be as luxurious or as... Um, laid back as you want it. So when you're talking about what age is right to bring my children, um, I brought my daughter when she was two months old. (laughs) Really? (laughs) And they've been for, they they really don't understand how spoiled they are. And it's not like we live a luxurious life by any means, but we live a pretty modest life so that we can do these vacations. And um, for us, vacationing is is where life is at. And um, my kids have been at age one through, my daughter's now almost 14 years old. So Um, and every year it's a different experience for them. So as far as, um, how, what is the right age? I'm not sure that there is a right age. There's probably more fun ages, but Mm -hmm. you know, what we've all, um, the first year my daughter went and full disclosure, my mom uh, had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And so we all wanted to go to Disney world because life is short. And so it's not nece- for us. It's not necessarily been about the memories that they might have, but the memories that I al- always have mm-hmm. of, you know, seeing my kids with my parents or just, you know, God forbid, something should happen to myself or my husband. Like those memories will be there, whether they fade for them or not, but they, they happened. And we got to experience that with our kids. So, so
0: like I was thinking of our, Last child will be born in January. Yep. So I was thinking like roughly about five years. I mean, maybe five years old and then six years old and seven years old. So like I was right. looking at that as like that would probably be the earliest I'd want to bring them. One, just because I think we could kind of be out of the stroll. Maybe not really. I don't know. Probably a long day for the kids. they probably still be in the stroller like, you know, over time. But I think that'd be a time where I could go and the kids would be a little more self-sufficient sure. and could ride on some rides and kind of really yeah. take some stuff in. So I think we will go... I know we will go at some point because my wife's like <laughs> we're going. My wife says we're going. I've lost that battle already. Yeah. So, um, but I think it'll be probably my guess is about five years from now is when I think when yeah. we're first gonna. Yeah, take and it's
1: the... it's it's like I said, it's it's different experience for everybody. Um, and obviously, given the pandemic, you know, things at Disney World have changed a bit. Um, it is. Right now you could go and walk onto a ride and like not have to wait it's probably. Uh honestly, it is. Um, but um, you know, it's it's a different experience for everybody. But, you know, I, I what I like to remind my clients is that you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't get on that one ride, um, with the exception of maybe a few of them, like it's really not going to be the end of the world. Like, take the time to relax. There's lots to do in Disney World that don't involve amusement park rides. Mm-hmm. You know, you can um, go to Epcot and, you know, basically spend the day around the world, which is, as a kid, it's not that much fun. I would I, love that. It's the As an adult, like yeah. when I was a kid, it was like, oh my God, we're going to Epcot. That's the park I hate. But mm-hmm. uh, as an adult, like you can, you feel like you're in these countries. Like they really immerse you. It, the, the culture that they immerse you in is amazing. Their workers are all from that country in that specific area. And they really immerse you. Disney's amazing at immersing
0: you in experiences. So how did... What's the benefit of a travel advisor? Because I don't know if... I think we used one once mm-hmm. ever. Now, again, I my wife was the one that was running this. I, I was basically like, sure. what day in time Yeah, I have yep. my bags packed? So... Um, so what's the role of a travel advisor? What do they do in the grand scheme of it? How do they work yeah. while you're on vacation or before or after? Yeah.
1: And you know, I think, um, the pandemic has actually, um, highlighted exactly what a travel advisor can do for you. And, and much like the real estate business, you know, can you sell your house on your own? Yeah, you can do that. Um, is it going to take you longer? Is it going to take you a lot more effort? Is Do you necessarily know? what market you should be dictating to or what price you should put your house at because Zillow told you that's what it was. I don't think that um, the travel industry is any different than any of those other professions. Um, We get paid directly by our travel partners, so booking through me or any of my um, fellow agents is not going to cost you anything different. Um, but you, so really when you book a trip through Disney, you know, you go on, you get the quote and it's like $5,300. So if you did that all on your own, you're, um, you're doing it all on your own and you're essentially missing out on a free service that you could have had. So as I was saying, the pandemic has kind of exacerbated this issue because, um, people will think of, you know, airline right away when you think about the pandemic and the travel industry, oh, the airlines, the hotels. Um, but when you talk about travel advisors, um, you know, yeah, the hotels lost their bookings and the airlines had cancellations, but they weren't working. Travel agents um, only get paid when our travel, like, you know, it's commission when our when our clients travel and we were working overtime, <laughs> overtime <laughs> booking and rebooking and canceling and um, helping our clients navigate, you know, what they thought was gonna be their dream vacation and having to get that all changed for them. So, um, you know, instead of you spending five hours waiting for, did somebody on the other line of Disney to pick up the phone? We were doing that for our clients, um, and we were making sure that they were getting the best deals and rebooking it. Um, you know, I had some clients that decided to kind of wait it out, and we were able to get them some really good promotions for the rebookings. And you know, that's that's what we do. We work we work for them. So, you know.
0: So you're kind of like the the, the like kind of like the dispatcher, tr- like the scheduler, like all this. Yeah. and when. So I'm, again, I'm just gonna pick on Disney. Like if you're like, hey, listen, I know this package is great. I know this is you know where you want to stay, and mm-hmm. I, like this is the stuff that if I was, I'll be honest, if I went to Disney, and one, I wouldn't do it myself. Like I would, I couldn't <laughs> do it myself. But like, it's just knowing, knowing how big and chaotic it is, and knowing like mm-hmm. I have no knowledge of going. Like I have nothing. I don't mm-hmm. understand. I barely know the parks. Someone like you can just go in and just be like, "Hey, listen, I'm just going to give you the fast pass." And I didn't say fast pass, but yep. I'm going to give you all the information you need, and this is exactly what you need to do. Yeah. And Here's some tips, and I've gone every year for 15 years, and <laughs> here's what you need to do. That's what I would need.
1: Because- yeah, and it you know it's funny because I you know I have a wide variety of clients. I have people that are annual pass holders that go to Disney two or three times a year, and they like to do a lot of it on their own, but they still book through me because they're supporting a small business mm-hmm. locally. And uh, they still get to just go and I, you know, they're not paying anything different than they would have initially. Um, Or, you know, I can, you know, I have some clients that literally have me plan every aspect for them. But I think the most important part is, you know, having been in this industry for a couple of years now, um, knowing that not every client wants the same thing out of vacation. So what I usually do is spend time and talk to my clients about vacations they've been on, what was enjoyable about that, and try to. Because you can, like I said, you can tailor Disney to the way you want it to be. If you're somebody that needs, like, a couple of hours by the pool every day, we can make that work, you know? <laughs> so,
0: Well, I, I like, if you go about, like, real estate, I was talking yesterday with a girl we, on the, the real estate podcast we do, and we were talking about, like, what makes a great agent. And a lot of agents, they, they know the X. You can learn the X's and those of real estate, how to fill out contracts mm-hmm. and how to write up offers and stuff. But I said that make someone really good, you have to be able to take it. – you're not selling – i get it we're in sales but you're really looking at establishing what's the problem for that client or what's the goal for that client why are they selling and then reverse engineering it back to let's now let's get a game plan i look at the travel thing the same way like hey what 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 do you guys like what do you enjoy like i'm not gonna put you on this you know where you're out in the heat for 10 hours if like i'm a fair-skinned kid and i can't last more than a few (laughs) hours and i need my water and like i or like hey this will be a good break to go like see a show midday and then go to dinner here and like i i think I think people that are in sales, or I sometimes get a bad rap, but I think at the end of the day, the ones that are really, really, really good, truly go layers deep and mm-hmm. find like what what is like what makes you tick and what's your exactly. why and goal, and then let's let's take that out. And now I know exactly what you want. And exactly. now it's like, cool. let's yep. make this. And
1: it's, you know, like, for example, I, one of the things I never say to my client is what's your budget. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, would you walk into a house when you were listing it and say, this is what I'm listing it for? Mm-hmm. No, you would, you're going to sit down. I you're mean, gonna... I
0: agree. Yes. No, I would not do yes. <laughs> uh, Because
1: you, you want to talk about all the aspects of the home and, and all the comparisons homes first. So what I always say to my clients is tell me what, tell me what you want out of this vacation. Um, let's build your dream vacation and then we can go through it and figure out what you're willing to sacrifice, um, as far as price is concerned. So, you know, if this is your first time going and you wanna you want the the fireworks view room and you want, you know, everyday passes and you want the best dining experiences, we build that package and then you go, Oh, I, I can't afford fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> so, you know, or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Okay, well let's take a look at that. Are you willing to sacrifice you know, you really wanna save the Grand Floridian, um, but you know, can can you live with walking around the, the hotel room to sit on the beach and and watch the fireworks or sit at the cafe and watch the fireworks rather than watching them from your bed. Okay. That's going to save you about five grand. So, you know, you know, so, you know, but, but for some people, you know, and I, I will say the first time I went to Disney, my, my parents went as if they'd never go back again. And we had the fireworks view. So it's worth it. It's cool. It's pretty cool. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It's pretty cool. So, you know, um, you know, it's, it's all about, what's in it for that person you know what what do you want out of this vacation what's the one the several or one thing that you really need to have and let's let's figure that out and let's make it make it happen and it's not just disney either you know we the thing that's pretty cool about literating travel is we specialize in our products so a lot of travel agencies and i can um, legally sell any vacation you know if you say to me well i want to go to switzerland tomorrow you know i, I could help you book that But what I like about Literary Travel is we specialize in our products. So, generally speaking, I don't work with clients that are looking to do that. Um, We work with travel partners. So, Disney Destinations is one of them, um, which isn't just Disney parks, by the way. Disney has locations all over the world. Um, And we work with um, Sandals and uh, recently uh, Sandals and Beaches Resorts and um, Universal. And we also uh, just recently started working with Charisma Hotels, which is. Mexican Riviera Caribbean so if, if,
0: if someone like you took Ireland like I, I went mm-hmm. twice to Ireland when I was a kid and love it like one of my favorite places yep. on earth and me too that is another <laughs> place I will bring I, I want to bring Gina and the kids yeah. when they're a little bit older ah, it's great um so if you were to take like an Ireland package we went when we traveled over there we stayed at a place and I'd have to ask my parents I don't know how they mm-hmm. whatever they planned I was younger at the time, but we ended up staying at like a cottage and we had family that lived in Ireland. So we stayed like a couple miles away from them and we kind of just, I don't even know if we really had plans for the day. It was mm-hmm. just kind of more like, Hey, what do you guys want to do tomorrow? And we just went out and did it. So we didn't really have yep. like going around the coast of Ireland. Like, right. So if you were to take a, 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 say an Ireland trip, like how do you, how do you, Plan that out because obviously you're not going yeah. to a park; you're um, going to a country.
1: Right. Well, like I said, you know that isn't something I particularly like specializing in mm-hmm. because if I'm going to send somebody somewhere, I want to know where they're going and I want to know the travel partners I'm working with. Um, I can help people navigate those waters, but um, to be perfectly honest, what I what I tell a lot of people these days is that um, Disney, as I just said, Disney is actually located around the world, and there's this um, program called Adventures by Disney, and they have special trips like in Ireland that will. I not only bring you to, like, all the all places that you want to see in Ireland, but um, what Disney is known for is that they're extra special touch to things. They, you know, magic, as, you know, they would call it, right? Um, you know, you're not going to just go to say... Germany and and buy a, a Bavarian pretzel they're going to take you back into the shop and have you meet the owner and have you like make the Bavarian pretzels so it's very like intimate hands on experience these adventures by Disney and they and they're all over the world so that's probably what I would talk to my clients about and having those kinds of experiences.
0: So I mean, and that's like you said, all countries or even just destinations within a certain place. Yeah, they even have them. They even have
1: like yeah, New York City. They have they have vacations in New York City that will be like a five day trip in New York City, but it's immersive.
0: Yeah, New New York's crazy because you just go down, and we think I think we kind of take it for you know. what's uh, for granted that we can mm-hmm. like just take the train down or, or drive down there and yeah. spend a weekend and yeah. just come back and you're like and I think everybody kind of knows enough about the city but the crazy thing is, is I mean the city is massive so when like what my what I think is like fun in the city and you think it's fun we don't even know the other two yeah. exist because yeah. it's so it's so big so I know I would I would like to do that at some point is actually have a true like yeah. New York vacation. immersive experience yeah, yeah, and yeah you just never do because you're just like yep. ah, I just can kind of yep. navigate my way through the city like yeah and I mean not obviously seeing as much right as you should see. no
1: right yeah that's and that's it, that's what's kind of cool about the the, the the um the adventures by disney
0: so, excursions for sure so in client wise you have people all over the world cu- country area like is yeah. this more local or is this people like hey, um, i got someone from indiana i deal with so
1: so my agency is based out of pennsylvania mm-hmm. um so i do get clients from uh, i mean generally speaking i work with a lot of local people but i do have people that i work with all across the country
0: yeah. And that's, I mean, that's cool too. Cause mm-hmm. you just like, but they, now when they go on the trip and stuff, are you in contact with them during the trip?
1: Um, I, I certainly, I usually am, um, because I want to make sure that when they got there, um, you know, there are clients who are like, please don't bother me, Yeah, <laughs> but they're all, you know, I always like to try and, um, follow up with my clients when they get there to make sure that they're having the experience that they hope for. Um, remind, you know, because a lot of these companies, when you go to leave, there's some really good offers that they can take advantage of and book right on resort. Um, you know, you can save as, as much as, you know, 10 to 15% sometimes on your vacation, just booking right when you're there. So um, I always try to follow up with them to see if that's something that, you know, I can help them facilitate them with or, um, you know, get them tours or excursions that they may not have booked ahead of time. So yeah. And, and of course, you know, we want to, showcase the experience that they're having for other people. So a lot of my clients will send me pictures and I'll try and post them so people can be jealous and want a book. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good marketing. Yeah, okay. right.
0: Um, so now, so you've been, and you've been doing that. Now your other job, chief of staff.
1: Before, before we jump to that one, yes. let me just, I would, die, I would be remiss if I didn't mention in, um in the last year, just, just before, you know, the pandemic, yeah. um, my sister actually went into business with me. Um, I, you know, my, my travel business was going pretty well, but um. She uh, she lives in Latham, so we we work you know remotely with each other, but as most people do these days. But um, she's a she's a marketing genius, as far as I'm concerned. So she um, kind of took on the I do the booking piece with my clients, and then she does all of, like the advertising and marketing. And so we're we're a team effort. And uh, without her, I, we wouldn't be making what we're doing now. So. And that
0: she just came on. you
1: she came on. Yeah, maybe like.
0: Know, 19, 2019 about 2019? a year ago
1: about a year ago now yeah oh, that's that, cool yeah almost well, i think she came on right actually i think she signed a contract in january so um but
0: that helps you out a little bit too a little bit of oh absolutely back
1: and absolutely yeah and she, yeah it makes it a lot easier for for me and she's she's very good at and she she enjoys disney and other destinations say, as much as i do same. i think all of uh, yeah yeah and, yeah
0: and it's just the two sisters right that you guys have yep just, just me and her. yeah yeah so yep. I mean, that, that's fun though i mean it, it is especially when you go is. do I'm sure she's been plenty of times to Disney with you. Exactly,
1: so. exactly. And you know, it, it un- unfortunately for her, you know, this pandemic happened right as she came on, but you know, I think just as we're jumping to those topic, you know, the pandemic has brought out a lot of different things, but the one thing people are still even if you they don't feel comfortable traveling right this second, you know, there's good times ahead and you know, we have a lot. We're booking a lot of people into 2021 and 2022 and you know people want something to look forward to so yeah. you know now is the time actually that that these travel agencies are really offering some really good deals because they want people to travel and and it for the for my clients that have traveled it is safe um you know there hasn't been any incidents linked to any of these um partners that we work with and um, you know, we, we encourage people to do it safely and we're very lucky that we work with travel partners that have put some really good safety protocols in place to make sure that their clients are safe.
0: I going to say definitely a big learning curve year for everybody. <laughs> oh it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, uh, like, I mean, it, like real estate too, for a few months, it was just, it was crazy. And even coming back, we've been back since June 1st. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's been probably four months yeah. now and yeah. and but the thing is, it's still trying to navigate mm-hmm things are weird still and, yeah. it, and I, I mean it, you're getting by but it's just different and it's, yeah. it's just as everybody yeah. is and i i think we're we're one of those industries that at least up here in the north country luckily we haven't really had the effect of anything negative because like right which is obvious i mean that's a great thing but when you start talking to like, some people it's like why are you moving and they tell the stories like ugh, like you meaning the story mm-hmm. like something happened that they weren't expecting and job loss or maybe their industry got cut yeah. and then it's like, oh, that yeah. sucks. You know, yeah. and that's, it's it not really it's why you, so yeah, yeah. really w- you want to go meet with them. Like you wish you weren't there to sell their house. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. okay. I mean, it's bittersweet, but, yeah. um, so how did you get the gig that you're in now? So chief, chief of staff just sounds cool. Like chief of staff, <laughs> sound, I was actually looking at like when I was thinking about, uh, uh, I was, I was hiring an assistant. I'm like, well, I don't even know what her title would be. I guess you call it <laughs> executive assistant, but I really didn't know. And like chief of staff was like, one of the words that comes up kind of like, uh, like like whatever you want to, it's just, it sounds flashy name, but chief of (laughs) of staff sounds pretty dope. So, um, so what is your current role? Um, obviously Billy Jones, um, local assemblyman, um, he's, uh, I I call alumni of the Galen Trombley show. Yes. Um, yes. so, but what did, like, how'd you get that role? When did that start? What's Mm. your day to day? Like, I know when (laughs) I was talking to Billy and he was answering some questions, I think, I love Billy. I think I could have turned to you and said, "Is that right, Molly?" And you would have been like, "Yes." And Billy, would be like, honestly, I don't know, Molly. Is that is that right? So I think. Um, so what is what is your role within kind of your relationship? How'd you get it? Day to day life, like what sure. what's day to day life prior to COVID? Now with COVID.
1: Um, so, much like travel, um, politics is has always been a love of mine. Um, I've grown up in a pretty politically inclined family. My grandmother um, was the Vermont State Democratic Party chairman. Um, oh, wow. So, and we're talking like, well, this would have been like in the 60s. Like, the whole thing? 60s. Like the yeah. whole state? Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, actually. Fun fact: my, my grandmother got invited to Kennedy's inaugural ball. She couldn't go, but oh, um, really, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... So she's um, she's she's since passed. But um, you know, my, my, wild. My uncle has the the invitation that she was sent. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Cool. So my, my family's cool. always been very very politically um, inclined, and um, it that love was was passed to both me and my sister. Um, and um, we uh, so I, I went to school to study politics. Um, I, I went to school, I thought to study law. <laughs> and um, I, I got the amazing experience of um, doing a semester in DC in then Senator Clinton's office. Um, okay. And so I interned there two days a week and took classes at American University for a semester and um, realized that maybe I didn't want to be a lawyer. Maybe I just wanted to work in the political field because everyone thinks you have to be a lawyer to do this. And as anybody can tell you, everybody knows my the assemblyman's story is, is not, you know, he's not a lawyer. He's, he'll tell you, he doesn't play one on TV or any of those things. And, you know, you don't have to be a lawyer, um, to, to be involved in government. And quite frankly, I think sometimes that makes us think a little more differently and makes us a little more open-minded. So that's kind of how, um, I got, uh, on that path. And I, I graduated as, as I was talking in the beginning, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do because I was going to go to law school and we were waiting for my husband to to finish up what he was doing. So and did you get a
0: de- What did you get at Saint Lawrence? My degree is in government. Oh, just go. Okay. Yeah. So I was looking at. It, it says education, and I'm like, education. Like, you didn't go for teaching. No, 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 you, I was like, why am I reading no, this? Wrong? Edu-
1: uh, um, yeah. I have a government degree, so okay. um, which is uh, political science yes, degree. Yep. But Saint Lawrence likes to come up with catchy names for yeah, things. So, go. um, <laughs> I, have, so I have a degree in government, but um, what's nice? It, it actually does a little bit more focus on the the government piece of it, but a little less theory, which is nice. But um, so, yeah, so, uh, like I said, I, I, didn't really know what I wanted to do when I, when I got out of school, um, you know, took a job in real estate and I just was kind of in the right place at the right time. Um, when, uh, Congress, then Congressman McHugh had decided, had, had I th- he got an appointment. Um, so he vacated the mm-hmm. congressional seat and it was an open seat. Um, and, uh, Congressman, uh, well then Bill Owens, mm-hmm. um, decided to run for the seat. Uh, they were looking for help and I signed up and I was a field organizer for that campaign. It was a pretty historic campaign. It was the first time a Democrat had ever held that seat since the civil war. It's
0: like 200 years.
1: Yeah. And it's, um, sorry, I keep sniffling my, allergies. no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> my allergies. Okay, you want Kleenex? You no, can, no, no okay. 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 Um, but, um, yeah, so it, it, and it was, it was historic in so many ways because there, the tea party movement really kind of, Got a lot of ground that year. I'm it was kind of the first this, year that we've really 2008, seen that emergence. Two
0: thousand eight, right? That was two
1: thousand and nine. Yes, two thousand and nine. Because it was a special election. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and it, what was very unique about it is this area had never seen a, an election of that magnitude. You know, we weren't used to people knocking on our doors
0: who, three times who a week. Did Bill run against that. Year?
1: Um, it was uh, Didi Scassafaba, um and Doug Hoffman.
0: I remember Doug Hoffman. He's, is he like a, wasn't he like a, he's an
1: accountant in like Placid, I think. Okay. Same guy. Yes. And, um, DD went on to work for, uh, in the, in the state. Um, but she, uh, she was the, the, Bill was the democratic candidate. DD was the, um, uh, Republican candidate and Doug was a conservative independent candidate. Gotcha. So it was this three way race and, um, it, it was very interesting and, uh, yeah, we know that Bill was elected (laughs) and, um, um served this area very, very well and I and when he was elected I was asked to uh, be the representative in his Plattsburgh office. I forget what my actual title was. I think it was constituent. No, is it the
0: same officer now? Same location? Um,
1: his office was located in the Durkee Street building. Okay, um, yep. so on the, the on glass the, building there. Yep. yep. Exactly.
0: It calls it the glass building. I mean, like <laughs> we all know what it is in downtown. Yeah.
1: Yep. So that I, that's where I worked. Um, and I, I specialized in constituent services, which to this day is one of my favorite jobs that I've, that I've had.
0: But. So when, when you have like a, like an election, like the election's coming up and I had both mayor candidates come in and do this and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool when, and I think I talked to Billy about this, like just the campaign and stuff. And it's not, it's not easy. And I've talked to multiple people that have run for political office and they just, it's like, it's its a long grind. Like they're just nonstop. Oh yeah. So when um, the day finally comes though that you win and your person that you're supporting wins, yeah. I mean, that's gotta be like a pretty fun day.
1: It is. It makes it all worth it. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you say that because I I was in the right place at the, at the right time to get that job, but probably not the most ideal point in my life. I, my daughter was a year and a half, 2009. Yeah. Almost two. That's wild. Um, so, and campaign life is not easy life. It's not something I particularly really enjoy, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of part of getting the person that you believe in elected. Um, but campaign life is tough. And, uh, when when the, when Bell won, it was like, okay, so it's all all worth those extra long hours. Well, well, they run every of is it two years? They do,
0: which its kind of stinks, like I mean, just uh, is so quick. I mean
1: that's my personal opinion is it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, two years just
0: seems crazy to me because it finds like it just feels like you're always campaigning and mm-hmm. it's like like, mm-hmm. which again, i I, I think and we all know
1: how much money is spent in these elections. So yeah. that's well, spent now it's insane. every two years. yeah, so.
0: just redoing it over and over yeah. again and unless you're like a very established person, which. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably not a lot of people that are super-established.
1: And the other thing, too, is that in that election, it was was even more unique. As I was starting to say, sorry, I got off on a tangent there, but um, it... it was unique because it was the only federal election happening in the entire United States at that point, because it was a special election. So it was on an off cycle. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So
0: cause he was, um, John McHugh was like arms forces or yep. something. Yeah. yeah. I kind not remember. I was like in college at this time. So I yep. can't remember it.
1: So um, it was, it was unique The de- I guess the Democrats saw an opportunity to seize a seat that they had not had. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a pretty pivotal year. It's when Ob- Obamacare was passed and, there was yep. a there was a lot of very monumental legislation that was passed, you know, following Bill's election. But we had people working in this election that I mean, uh, I the names that I'm sure mean nothing to a lot of people around here, but you know, people like Bryn Craig, Marlon Marshall. I learned from some of the most amazing people who who went on to run. Obama's administration and Hillary's administration so these
0: are people down in like Washington yeah
1: that came here to Plattsburgh, New York and they were running these campaigns
0: so when when you deal with um, at the time Congressman Owens like that and obviously that is at the federal level so you're going down to you know Washington did you ever go Mm -hmm. down and have to do anything down there
1: not really. We went down to like one or two trainings. Um, mm-hmm. What was for you know when I took the job, I I knew that I wanted to stay here in my district. Yeah, obviously,
0: daughter's yeah. young.
1: Yep, and you know what you know what a lot of people don't see about the the parts of government is that the really the the best work that we do is constituent services. That's what our representatives are elected to do is represent their constituents and help them with with everyday problems that they have, and so that's why I say that was one of my most meaningful jobs that I've had is because, you know, I got, I got to see firsthand, you know, these people that would come to us with a problem and help them with it. You know, I had a veteran that, um, he was owed, like, I think it was somewhere in the realm of 180,000 back Mm. dollars owed to him from the VA that they just weren't paying him. Um, the man was homeless, um, he was struggling um, and we got him that money and he wow. he's and I can still remember him coming in and just crying. He said, you have no idea how, how much you've changed my life. And that that's that's the way government's
0: supposed to work. Yeah. You know. Um, so. So um, obviously, Bill, I, I'm looking yep. at February 2013. He ends. Is that then what did you do between? Because now. When yeah, did, when I left did a little like bit a-
1: before. I left a little bit before Bill announced that he wasn't going to run again. Um, I had. Um an opportunity to get a job at, at cbph where i was the um had a couple of different titles but i was the i think it was when i was hired was the community relations manager sorry I can't remember what it was called Carrie Haley will never forgive me but um <laughs> but um it it eventually we we it was a i ran the special events for the foundation of cbph and I also ran the volunteer program um into which we eventually. We we're able to split those two roles and I could really focus on growing the volunteer program at the hospital, um, which was also a pretty cool job. Um, so, um, I did that for about three years.
0: And so that was in between the two. It was. Yeah. And then did Billy get elected in 2016, 15, 16,
1: 2016.
0: And then, so you went on, how did that process work to then be, <laughs> become in his um, position or this position?
1: He, uh, so my, former intern, um, Gus Ritsema became his campaign manager. Um, which is another story too, which could be really funny, but probably not entertaining for anybody else's purposes. (laughs) I'm sure Billy would get a good, would get a good laugh if he was listening right now. But, um, in any case, Gus asked me for a little bit of help. Um, and I said, ah, sure, whatever. What do you need? And did some, you know, made some phone calls, got some people together to do some commercials and whatnot. And, um, you know, in politics is a lot like a drug. You think you can leave it, but once you're back you in it, yeah. you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't stop yourself. Um, and like I told you, I had a very political upbringing. I was never going back. When I left Bill's office, I'm like, Nah, I'm going to stay in the private sector. And but I, you know, I think it only takes two seconds to to yeah. watch Billy Jones to know that he is going to do amazing things. So yeah. um, I couldn't miss that opportunity.
0: So Billy, um, I, I think I said on the podcast with him. I remember first time we rolled out. It was Billy Jones on the sign. I'm like, who's Billy Jones? Like, of course, you don't see it. just see the names out. Right. And I, at the time, 16, I wasn't, I'm not a big political guy, but I do respect like politics in mm-hmm. the sense that I do, I know what it does for the communities and mm-hmm. for the area. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't get into like the national politics. It just kill me. Like I hate that kind of crap. But a like, lot of,
1: I, just about everybody these days. Yeah.
0: But I love the local politics because mm-hmm. I, I know there's so many good people doing good things locally mm-hmm. and, and they're like hearts in the right place. And a lot of these people have lived here or, or are. I guess our, our new lifetime, like, like, like Cashman wasn't from here, but like mm-hmm. now he's never leaving. This yeah, guy like never. bleeds like never. North country. He sure does. Um, but Billy, I remember showing up, I think we were at Conroy organics and he showed up for an 80 K like an Adirondack Young oh, professional yeah. event. Yeah. We were out like around the bonfire. This was one of the first events I went to. And then Billy shows up and I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Like the guy running for whatever, cause he wasn't elected yet. I said he showed up to this event and like, I didn't know anything about him. He talked, he said a few things. And of course, it wasn't, you're not really getting into like policies and right, stuff at that right. point. But I'm like, here's a guy taking time. It wasn't warm. We we're outside on the campfire. It was late at night. I uh, would say late. It was probably six. It was dark though. It was mm-hmm. October maybe. And he's sitting there talking to us. And I'm like, that's kind of cool this guy's putting in the time to talk to, you know, but the oldest person mm-hmm. there was maybe 40. So yep. I it was like a younger group of people. And I always remember that. And that was early on. And Billy, you yeah, know, ran that election. And I, of course, as with anything else, that's how he got my vote. I literally didn't, um, (laughs) I didn't know the guy he was running against. I didn't know anything about Billy and Mm -hmm. I'm kind of one of these people, like I always go vote. But he
1: he took the time. He
0: took the time and for me, at the local politics level, like I, I don't even think I knew what party he was or what he stood for Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I'm like, here's a guy that's at least coming out and giving the time of day to young people and I said, that's kind of cool because that's Mm -hmm. where we're from and so, that was one. I'm like, I don't know. I'm gonna vote yeah. for Billy. He was the guy yeah. that showed up, and he seemed yep. like a good dude. So, yep. Yep. and uh, now knowing him now, I'm like, he's. I I've had multiple run-ins with him, and I'm a big fan of him. So it's yeah. like, and I think that when you start getting, you start getting people in the community. I think that are really trying to do the right thing, and then they really are like th- their hearts in the right place. That's the people that I look for. Like, okay, is, are they doing the right thing and putting in the effort? And that's why, like Billy and I, you know, Cashman are I just I'm big fans of both of them just because they're walking the walk, talking, I mean, they talk it, but they walk it, you know Mm -hmm, what I mean? They're really out there doing what they have to do. So what is a day in the life of like your job? Because I asked Billy this and obviously Billy's said, you know, a lot of drive time, a lot of like, especially in during campaign stuff, running around. But obviously you're like, if you see Billy, like if you can like widen the frame, you're usually right (laughs) off on the side. So like, or in the back, maybe you're behind this camera taking the photo. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I usually like to take them, not being them. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, my day is, Often a lot like his, but, you know, we do, you know, he's, he carries obviously a lot more gravitas and weight than I do. Um, I'm usually with him, but, um, you know, I, I do a lot more of the research piece, a lot of back-end piece. Um, you know, I, I'd love to give you a, a, an example of a day, but honestly, like every day is just so different. We never really know what it's going to bring, and particularly the pandemic has just... Mm-hmm. If I could have given you maybe a day in January what it might look like, I don't know that I could do that at all now because we never know what what the next executive order is going to look like or what the next guidance did, from the health department is going to look like.
0: Or. Did you guys sleep at all between like March through like at least May? No, because I just like I kept thinking like if I'm sitting here and I, I had this thought when I was doing um, I was calling clients for real estate. I'm just like I'm giving you an update because we're getting updates like every other day. Just, yeah, and there, some of them are conflicting. Right? Yeah, so. I'm just trying to keep people up to date um, the best I can. And I'm like, I can't even imagine people have to make these decisions, let alone, <sighs> like, I just have to live with whatever the decision um, is.
1: Yeah, it, you know, I, I I am really fortunate because it when you see Billy and potentially me beside him, there's also a team mm-hmm. that we work with that is just phenomenal. Um, and um, my um, constituent services director, Scott Matthews, and my um, constituent liaison, Connie uh, Mandeville, they w- – we weathered this and and Billy, we all weathered this together. Um, but it's not nearly what the people that were calling our office had to weather. Um, I think that was probably, um, the toughest thing that we went through was, you know, with so many people being impacted, um, the, the phones were, were literally off the hook. Uh, we went, you know, we went remote like everybody else. Um, we had the phones that were sent to our, our personal phones and, um, I had Thursday phone duty and I can tell you that, uh, I knew Wednesday night. I was like, oh no, <laughs> tomorrow's Thursday. And I don't say that because I, I didn't love helping people, but it was
0: just a long day.
1: It, you know, I would say the phone would ring, you know, the second I hung up that it, it, the phone would start ringing before I could even get off the phone with another, another, yeah. um, constituent. And it was the heartbreaking stories that were really what did it. You know, I had people calling and saying, I have three kids. I'm a single dad. Um, I haven't had a paycheck in in six weeks. Do you know what that feels like? You know, and what am I supposed to do? And that was, that was still, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to forget those calls. Um, Fortunately, you know, we were able, I think, to help just about everybody. Um, It took longer than it should have, in our opinion, um, which is why, you know, Billy was so uh, vocal about getting these people their money. But, uh, that they deserved and that they earned um, and, and no fault of their own were now unemployed. Mm-hmm. So, you know um, you know, I think that we're starting to move to some sort of normalcy again and people are getting back to work, but unfortunately there's still a lot of people that are kind of left in the dark. You know, we have a lot of venues that um, are not, have still not been issued guidance. And I, I think that's, you know, what what we are working on trying to do is is making sure nobody gets left out of this process.
0: Yeah, I think that was the like that's kind of the heartbreaking thing when you see companies and businesses going out because mm-hmm. if people don't realize like a small business like you have reserves but they're not I mean a few months maybe as mm-hmm. like a, I'd say a successful business you probably mm-hmm. have a few months of reserves like mm-hmm. for rainy day. Um, I don't know if a lot of people have over six months of reserves sure. and that's the thing when it's like when this is drawn out for months and months and months and mm-hmm. and really there's I mean there's no real end in sight I right. would say like right now it's things seem to be kind of normalizing and getting better but. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's realistic of you're like, Hey, this is going to be two years at this level. I would believe in, if you're like, mm-hmm. it's going to never be back to what it was in 2019. I right. believe it too. Like think right. you might just have completely new regulations on crowd control or mm-hmm. just events. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's kind of weird to think about how, you know, being us like in our thirties, like knowing all, mm. like what we've learned. And then all of a sudden, like, how, like I have two young kids, I'm like, they won't even know the difference if this changes, which just like, right. it's kind of a mind, like a trippy thing I to know. think about. I know. But I don't know, I'm I'm kinda one. I'm I'm always a very optimistic person and I roll with the punches. So mm-hmm. it's, I can't change stuff. So I'm just like if I can't change it, don't focus on it. Like put my right. energy to right. something positive that I can focus on. So even when things were going crazy, I'm like, listen, I, we can't go show homes. That's fine. I'm gonna make the best of it and do what I yep. can and yep. um and again we, we were real estate was a very lucky industry because we um, we were in a strong market and it never right. really declined right. much for us, which right. was, if anything, it just bottlenecked. And yeah. then it was like, it was almost like someone put the cap on us for three months and just kept shaking it Yeah, and then yeah. just popped the cork. And then it was yeah. just chaotic. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, now, I mean, have you thought about the future of politics? I mean, do you like the role that you're in? Is this something that you're like, Hey, I, you know, I, I wanted to get away, but I'm sucked in. And, and again, <laughs> you're still very young and do you have many years ahead of you with yeah. whatever you want to do? So is it kind of like, man, I could do this for another 30 years, 40 years of just pop, you know, doing something with politics? Or is it like, eh, I'm going to see where, you know, Billy kind of goes and then just kind of, no, there's no yeah, term um, limits, right? For assemblymen?
1: No. So, okay. No. So, I mean, see um, what future
0: you could be doing this for a while.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I have, I have always uh, been very um, up front that um, I, I love my job and as long as Billy's doing what he's doing, um, I will be there to do the role that I'm in. So um, I I, lo- I really do love my job. I've gotten to do some pretty incredible things. Um, diving into you know legislative work um, was a new experience for me because that is part of what I do. I, I review legislation and um, give him advice on what my take is on it and and um, you know we both work together to decide is that, the best in the best interest of the North country. But, um, you know, that's, that's been the pretty cool thing is being a part of creating, um, these, these very impactful pieces of legislation that, um, ultimately have had some pretty profound impacts on people's lives. So, uh, yeah, I would do this for as long as I could. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cause I just find Paul, poli- like, again, I don't do a lot with politics, but there is a level of, fascination with it because mm-hmm. you know you grow up learning about government and you learn mm-hmm. about like the founding fathers and you learn about like just the history of everything and the other day i was watching probably because they had the train wreck of a debate a, debate a couple of weeks ago but mm-hmm. then i kept seeing all these old debates popping up and i watched mm-hmm. nixon and kennedy
1: oh but that was cool
0: and i watched it for a few minutes of course it's a debate i'm like i'm sure. checked out pretty soon <laughs> but i watched it for a few minutes and it was so funny because the moderator they had, they had this camera like yeah like i mean you're talking old school yeah. so like the guy's sitting there almost like at a like a card table that's the moderator, like sitting at this like probably something like equivalent of my cheap desk right there yeah and then they're both sitting at i think they're both sitting on like a folding chair and then he, like kennedy goes first and he stands up and he walks like me to like the door away and not even that and stands at like a almost like a music stand like a podium <laughs> that was his podium it was like something you'd read music yeah, off of. If you were yeah. like playing in a band and that was the presidential debate. This, like, this is crazy. Wow, yeah. this is like 1960 yeah. or yeah. something. And actually it was 1960, and I was laughing at it. I'm like, this is just insane. How like yeah. how, how... everything has changed. And I don't know when debate started in politics. Yeah. Do you know like when?
1: I don't actually.
0: I like well, who had the first debate? I'm a government major, not a history major. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, sorry put you on the spot. Like, they must have done some type of debate back. Well, I guess it probably didn't happen until they could actually project it out because mm-hmm. you think like 1800s if you're having a debate, you're just debating against the people and like you're not reaching yes. a mass audience. Right, so right. I think with the, probably somewhere around the 60s, that would have been I the would first imagine debate.
1: that could have, that could have easily been the first televised debate. It I'd just, have to go back and look. But when you think wild. about the timeline there, that could have been the first televised one. I'd have, I, I'd have to. I mean,
0: to it literally look. looked like they were at, it reminded me of like them going to the old like St. Mary's Gymnasium, and having it like in like just sitting there, yeah, and like, hey, yeah. can you grab some chairs out of the hall? Yeah, we need to. Yeah, and oh, when you uh, think
1: about the fanfare of what they have now. Yeah, it's you know? like uh,
0: Richard, sit here. John, can you sit over yeah. here? Okay, camera yeah. is it on? Exactly. It just it's it's always funny when you look at the old school. Pol- like I again, I, I like the history of of uh, the political scene, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I think the people that do it, their hearts in the right place for the. And but again, I think as you start getting more and more at the national level things get more polarizing which is unfortunate but i guess you know
1: it didn't use you know what's unfortunate about that is it did i mean certainly in my political career has not always been like that um you know i think it used to be that people running for office were fighting to be the most in the middle um we've seen a very interesting shift in that in the last just in the last several years we've seen a huge shift um to pull to this polarization um you you used to be able to easily work across the aisle and I, you know, I feel very fortunate every day that I work for an elected official who still keeps that as his number one priority. Yeah. And you know that, I'm sure that sounds to a lot of people like I'm just, you know, saying what I'm supposed to say, but it's, it's, it's true. I mean, he, you know, you, you can, you can find middle ground. Um, and if, if your dad listens to these podcasts, I'm not sure if he does, but I your I don't dad. Know if he's a middle ground guy. <laughs> you say that, but you know, because um, you know, in my younger years, I was a lot more liberal than um, than I am now. You know, get you get older, you learn things. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a proud Democrat, but you know, like I said, I do I do believe that there's middle ground, and I can remember your father saying to me one time. Because we all know
0: Joey's political. Joey, Joey, Joey follows <laughs> politics a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. A and lot more uh, than I do. <laughs> I
1: can just say that I can remember him saying that, um, you know, Molly, we really all want the same things. We just have different ways of getting there. And yeah. um, it's always stuck with me. And, uh, and, I, and I, wanna, I really want to believe that that's still true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, that, you know, we, we all want people to have good jobs. We all want people to have a home. We all want people to be able to buy their kids groceries and send them to or good schools. And, you yeah. know, I, I want to believe that's true. And, um, I, and I think it is still true for many people. I just think a lot of this, um, has gotten lost in some rhetoric from some really bad people on. Yeah. yeah
0: so, I, yeah. And that that's, that's kind of when I talk about like the local level of politics, I like it because you take. You know, take Billy, for example, like Billy relates to me if I went down the board, probably on like 80 to 90 Mm percent of things were very similar. As you get closer to the federal level, that number goes closer to 50 percent. I'm a very like down the middle kind of person. Mm -hmm. I find that like a lot of like I don't think I'll ever vote for a national election or a a president that aligns with me 80, 90 Mm percent. I don't think it'll ever Mm -hmm. happen. So then, but on the local level, I think that does happen. So that's why. And I think yeah. a lot of it, at the local level too, is just like, who, like, who cares the most? Like, right. th- like the people that actually care and you can kind of see the passion in what they're doing and what they're saying. That's the one that's like, Hey, I'm going to vote for that person. Cause at least, even if I may not think that they're, you know, the best or had the most experience or whatever, if they have like the energy and the drive to do it, then mm-hmm. they're going to do it. And that's, right. um, that's a big, I'm a big believer. In it. I do that in my work. Like I, I may not be the smartest at something, but I'm. I'm like thick headed and I'm just going to get it. I'm just going to keep like mm-hmm, going until mm-hmm. I figure it out. And that's, I think that has a lot to do with people. And it's not easy to sit there and answer phone calls all day. And right, not all of them are like, you're the greatest. I'm sure you, <laughs> I'm sure there's a, not as many of yep. those. You don't get as many yep. of those calls. Yep. Like I think some people should probably just call your office yeah. and be like, you guys are doing a great job. Well, Thank you.
1: yeah, you, right. You know, it, you, people in any industry rarely pick up the phone when they're happy with something. They're usually calling because they have a problem that they need fixed. You know, think about when you go to a restaurant do you usually call the manager over to be like, "Hey, I just want to let you know I had a great meal today." Yeah. You know, you know, we need to do more of that. Yeah. Um. But you know, unfortunately, people are usually just a little more vocal when they're upset about something. So, you know, that is that is a lot of what we hear. But like I said, you know, before it, that is how government's supposed to work. Your elected officials are supposed to help you solve problems. And at the end of the day, that's why constituent working and that's why local government is so important. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we hear a lot of noise about the presidential election, and is that important? Um, yes, it absolutely mm-hmm. is. But when, you know, a lot of people, our voter turnout is abysmal when it comes to, you know, your village elections. What do we have? Like maybe a 15, 20% if yeah. we're lucky turnout. And these are people that are making everyday decisions that impact your daily life. You 100% know, 100% like, of your daily life. No, yeah, yeah. Like when, when is, you know, they might be um, instituting a new garbage pickup policy or, you know, leaf pickups or, um, what roads are going to be fixed? You know, so these are things that impact our everyday lives, and so it's not just important to vote in the national elections. It is equally important to get involved in your and understand your local elections because they that that is it, I don't want to say more important, but I, almost at least equally. I spend important.
0: more time on the local people running than i do national because yeah. like i don't care like yeah. i really don't i mean i i, I, should, I should but i don't like mm-hmm. the local levels like if really because these are the people that again like i will yeah. run into on the street you know mm-hmm. i'm not like and i can talk to them or they yep. i see them at an event and i can talk to them and, and i like knowing i like having people like that um now the last thing because how are we on time
1: we're, we're okay we're, we're okay. doing okay yep, we're okay. Doing okay
0: so when we we're doing, we we're looking up some back and I had some background on you, but I wanted to <laughs> dig a little deeper into yeah, some stuff sure. here. So one of the things that I found out that this, oh boy. And I don't want to see, I, we don't have time for you to do this, but it says that you love Hamilton and oh, that you could likely recite the entire musical from beginning to end without oh my stopping. God,
1: where did you find that? I don't
0: even know. I have good, I have good searchers. I, I, I feel like I'm jeopardy could. and I have like people like looking up questions. Um, i have never seen hamilton oh i know i know it came out on (laughs) disney plus and i've been telling my wife for like since covid i'm like let's just get disney plus so we can watch hamilton
1: yeah um yeah and that's all i want to
0: do like i don't i don't not gonna i don't watch a lot of tv but i'm like i want to watch hamilton because i think it's so cool and the only song i know i think is the main song from hamilton like
1: so what would you could define as the main song
0: Like when he says like they start rapping and then they kind of start talking about Alexander Hamilton and he goes like, I'm, I'm, I don't know you like name this. If you played the song, I'd be like, that's the song. But it's like the beginning, um, they start going through and he's like, I'm Alexander Hamilton. And like, I got,
1: yeah, that's the, the intro. That's the intro. Yeah. Yeah. And then
0: they start doing and they start saying like, I was like, I was his like, Wife, and I was his best friend, and I was like the person that killed him. Like, we that.
1: fought with him, that, we that died, died for him. Yes, yeah. That yeah. that's yeah. the only song I know. So, this, yeah. I
0: don't know anything else about Hamilton. I know he was a, the first secretary of treasury. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your fascination with Hamilton? Because you were in chasing yeah. music theater right at it a time, was. Yes. That, that, yeah, because that we had passed across then too. Yes, but, yes, um, so how'd you get into musicals? Why Hamilton? And can you really recite the whole thing if we had to? Oh
1: my god. Now you're going to put me on the spot, but, um, I probably, if, if you could give me the first line, cause now I'm blanking, of course, It'd be I probably, probably like could me going do through it.
0: like happy Gilmore. Like I could say <laughs> the movie, like probably scene by yep. scene. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it's, um, I, I've always loved music. I've always been involved in music theater. Um, I, not so much as, as an adult, but dabble in it from here and here and there. Um, I mean, Hamilton is just one of those musicals that's kind of become extremely iconic, and it almost sounds cliche now to say like, "Oh, I love Hamilton," because everybody's like, "Oh, I love Hamilton." Um, I'm sure I will never see it on stage now, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, have you ever seen it on stage? I have not. Oh, no, really? No. I. Um, my sister got me into the musical, uh, to the music, a couple of years ago, and I just became obsessed and with again, it.
0: Again, the good government. Uh, well, play. and that's
1: it. You know, you know, when you really dive deep into the lyrics, I mean, they are. Pretty and and actually, there's some interesting correlations there. I'm a huge West Wing fan. Which okay, yeah. Also, which is really sad to say this that my my ten my nine and a half year younger sister, um, she's nine and a half years younger than I am, got me into West Wing.
0: That's funny. Because West
1: Wing, I grew up with West Wing, but I never really watched it growing up.
0: I remember my dad watching that, like yeah. when it came out, like I got no, like it's Wednesday at yeah. night. I gotta watch West Wing. Yeah, and like, okay. And so whatever, loser. I <laughs> like have I'm...
1: since become obsessed with that, but there's all these like innuendos to West Wing and Hamilton. So like it's just the the culture the culture within Hamilton is is you know a lot of like what I live on a day to day basis in Albany you know it's there's a lot of um, it's politics mm-hmm. and it's you know so it's it was interesting to see how Hamilton got to to be where he was and what's you know interesting about the stories that nobody really nobody really knew a lot about Alexander Hamilton before this musical came out so
0: well didn't um didn't uh Lin Manuel Miranda right yep. this main guy yep. didn't he come up with didn't he read like an, a, a biography, biography. On and yep. just was just like I'm just gonna make this into a yeah Francisco? he thought
1: it was a really cool story and and he, he made it a very cool story <laughs> and then he like
0: had like rapping and he had everything else and I'm like yeah. saying I'm like how does a guy take like most people have heard of Alexander Hamilton mm-hmm. but he's not like George Washington he's not like these political figures back in yep. the day like you're kind of going for I would guess like like a sidekick of, of, you know, like, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's a big name, but he's, I mean, he's on the dollar or he's on the $10 bill, but like, yep. I don't think he has the same poll as like Lincoln or, or, you know, George Washington or any of these people.
1: He doesn't, um, except, you know, when you really dive into the story, um, he was, he was the reason it all happened. You know, he, he was Washington's right-hand person. Um, he literally created our financial system and nobody has been able to undo it since yeah. um, and you know even there's a line in there it's Jeff it's him and Thomas Jefferson did not get along at all and there's a line at the end that says you know he his financial system is a is a creation of genius and I, nobody could undo it if they tried and believe me I tried <laughs> so you know well, Thomas it's, Jefferson yeah Jefferson. you know he's it's it, it it's it, it, we he created what we know basically created what we know today as our democracy.
0: I read something that said they were trying to get him off the $10 bill, but because of the, the success of this play, <laughs> they, they, they couldn't take him off. This was like a real thing. Like, this yeah, was happening. Yeah. I forgot. I think it was actually, I don't know where it came up. It was like right before this play came out. Like, that was a thing to do. It was like mm-hmm. take him off the bill, which I, I don't understand I don't why. Really, but yeah, but yeah. It, like, considering he's the money dude, yeah, like you think yeah. that, like you might as well put him on the dollar bill. For yeah, him, but, yeah. Um, so I just thought it was funny, but I, I do want to see the movie. I love history and hearing a play about history. Be cool because
1: and don't, and for, don't forget, like the movie. When you say the movie, it's actually just a. It's a record. It's a live record. It's a recording yeah. of the live performance. Yeah, the actual, so the, the, that's the, probably as close as It's the as original design. cast, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, which is. So
0: awesome. I was watching um, one of the greatest things that came out during COVID. Was did you an office? Are you an office fan?
1: I'm not.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, this is I know is over it I know. Over, it, this, I know no, this, I, yeah. So, so John Krasinski does some yep. good news. Yeah. And I remember I watched every episode. I said, it's great. In the second or third episode, they had the cast come on and sing for some little girl that couldn't yep. see him on Broadway. And I was like, that was really cool. And it sounded yeah. great by yeah. the way. And there's like all people on like zoom or whatever.
1: Yeah. And, oh, I saw that. And that might've yes. been the first yeah. time I
0: actually heard the song. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, that's a pretty cool song. I, mean, yeah. I didn't really know the play. And, uh, so that happened, and that was like, oh, I would love to. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go see it on, on Broadway mm-hmm. just because the, everybody and their mother wants to go see it, and I yeah. don't feel like paying. But I'll go on Disney Plus and watch the, the right. replay. It's amazing. Um, but th- I, I do like musical theater. I like the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I don't think I'd ever be in a play because I'm not a very artistic, theatrical person. Um, I definitely enjoyed being behind stage and watching the production value of everything, like, mm-hmm. like putting it all together yep. and the people yep. working on stage. Yep. Like that. I remember. I remember one actor came up and. I'm like, I could never go out on the stage. I could just, I'm not into it. And they told me like, I could never be back here. Like I would just screw something up. I'm like, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. Cause I love like just moving. Like I, that part. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. like that. Yeah. I was like, it was like playing Tetris back there and just moving yeah, stuff around and yeah. then they go out and sing and then you just keep moving stuff. And like, I like that part, but, uh, it was just, it's different. Musical theater. Like you gotta, the, the people put a lot of time. It's, in, a, it's a huge commitment, especially at the local level. It's all volunteer. You're Absolutely. Volunteer. It's for Absolutely. the love of the music. Absolutely. Um so no, I just wanted to pick your brain on that. I just wanted to see because that it's came amazing. up, and I was like, "That was just a weird like little side note." But we yeah, just had to, I didn't know yeah. if we were like, you know, like like she's just gonna go right into it. That's the opening line, just going yeah. all the way through. Yeah, uh, um, I don't even know where well, you said that. On you know, now, as you.
1: I'm sitting here thinking about it, I, I know the opening line was probably not appropriate for this show. That's, that's,
0: so. <laughs> well, I mean, wait, it, that's fine. We, we we will not. This has been pretty good. There's been no 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 uh, no cussing on this episode. Yeah, exactly. but I can't say that about all the other ones. Um, well, Molly, anything else you want to talk about? Because I want to respect time do we ta- yeah. time's okay Yeah,
1: we're good yeah but i i mean i appreciate you having me yeah. on for sure and um you know like it, it's been great to talk about both my professions and i i hope that people given the first part of the show are, are still considering travel in the future and you know i'm happy to answer questions for people if so they want to contact if any
0: yes give us uh, give us a plug where can they find you and then yep. we'll get some info yeah the show notes. um
1: so uh Molly R at literary travel.net is my email address. You can find Molly and Colleen and Ryan, um, travels, uh, on, um, on Facebook and we post stuff all the time, giving people advice and quotes and all those different things. So,
0: and then, um, if you need, I, I, I guess call, call them up at the assembly office and just say, good job. Um, <laughs> when, a- when is Billy running again?
1: Um, he's up for election this year.
0: This year? Yep. Oh, son of a gun. Is yep. he running against anybody? No. Good. Okay, yes. that's what we like. Yes. Um. So it's less stress on yes. everybody, yes. and uh, yes. Billy can get some sleep. So we're yeah, happy there. Exactly. Um. Molly, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Galen. It was um, fun. And uh, good luck in the travel. Please reach out if you need right. any travel from Molly. And I think that is it. Well, in there, that is episode ninety six of the Galen Trombley Show. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.